Welcome to a Journey to Inner Wisdom podcast. I'm Crystal Carter Sullivan, your host, and I'm a wisdomologist and guide. Today I'm ta- going to talk about the Enneagram. If you have seen me recently on Facebook or we were looking at my website, you will see that I have been talking about the Enneagram and I am in the middle of a 10-week Enneagram program. But before I tell you about the Enneagram, let me set a context as to why I'm so passionate about using the Enneagram as a tool on a journey to inner wisdom. Over the years in my personal growth and development, as well as in my work as a guide, coach, and educator, I have read, heard, and encountered these phrases. We sleep through our lives. When we are awake, we can discover our true essence. We are like zombies, walking, working, doing our lives. We are simply unconscious of who we are and why we are here. Someone recently asked me, what does that mean? I am awake. I know that I'm what I'm up to. I am surely I'm awake. Sure, we know what we're doing and where we're going, but who are we really? We come into this world of time and space and inhabit a human body. Then we develop a personality that is our persona or mask to protect ourselves. So who are we underneath that persona, underneath that mask? Why do we need to protect ourselves with a mask? We develop our personality from early childhood as we come to certain conclusions about our environment. These conclusions constitute our belief system about ourselves, our caregivers, and the world around us. Our personality gets us through life, but we forget who we really are under this mask, under this personality. We are asleep to our true self, our essence. If you think back to your early childhood, you may remember things when you felt and and experienced your true self. Happy, free, connected, joyful, adventurous, and more. But kids are vulnerable and sometimes come to mistaken conclusions about what is happening around them. From their fears and hurts, they create their mask, their persona, their personality. This personality is to protect them from the harshness of the world around them. And we all do a damn good job of creating our personality so that we can find our way around in the world. But in the process, amnesia sets in and we forget who we really are. How then do we rediscover our essence, our true self? How do we get behind the mask? What we often do is try to figure out how to work with our personality, which isn't a bad thing. We read self-help books, we go to therapy, we journal, we notice our habits and patterns. This is all good and necessary work. And we can figure out how to work with our personality and make some changes. The thing is, is that we are still working with our personality and may not have gotten to the beliefs behind what made our personality what it is in the first place. So getting to those beliefs, to our private perceptions and the patterns in our lives will take us down a different path we will begin to go behind the mask and start to wake up to our true essence. You ever wondered why the self-help industry is so large or that self-help books continue to be bestsellers after decades and thousands and thousands of books being published? We long to be known to ourselves and to others. Our essence, our soul is pushing us to go behind the mask to our personality, behind the mask of our personality and to discover our true self. And there are different ways to do this. For some people, reading a book can wake them up and life will no longer be the same. That has happened to me many times over my life. 
Authors like Claudia Black, Harville Hendricks, Carolyn Mace, Jean Houston, among many, have impacted and changed the course of my life. For some people, it's through literature or fiction that can transform them. For other people, it may be a conference or a workshop or a retreat. I was once listening to Sharon Wegscheider Cruz at an adult children of alcoholics conference. And after 30 minutes, she said something and I had to leave. It was so clear to me. I, I couldn't sit any longer. I had to leave to take care of something critical in my life. It was a life transforming moment. And I was never the same person after that moment of clarity. For some people, it's working with a coach, whether a life coach, a business coach, a soul coach, or a spiritual coach, or working with a therapist or a counselor. Over the years, I've worked with therapists and spiritual directors and presently with a soul coach. Each experience took me deeper into who I am. Working with an objective professional opened my mind, heart, and soul to new perspectives about myself and the world. When I worked on my master's in counseling psychology at the Adler School of Professional Psychology, part of our requirement was to go to um, an Adlerian therapist. This was an a, amazing experience for me as my underlying beliefs became clear to me and I was able to create new beliefs that were more supportive of my heart, deepest heart's desires. A workshop, a retreat, a program, a class, all have potential to wake us up if we are open to waking up. Just as meditation, journaling, yoga, travel, art, music, just about anything will has the potential to wake us up. I think deep down, we long to know our true self. And we're always looking for ways to wake up. The universe provides us with endless opportunities to wake up if we pay attention. The Enneagram is one of those tools that can help us to wake up. Generally, someone who wants to know more is already waking up and searching for a way to become more fully aware. I've been working with, reading about, using, practicing with, playing with, researching the Enneagram off and, off for, off and on for over 30 years. It is such a dynamic tool that I continue to learn and deepen my learning about how effective it is in our awakening process, in my awakening process. When my children were just entering their teenage years, we did a multifamily Enneagram weekend. There were seven parents and seven children between nine and 15. As a community, we continued our conversations about how the Enneagram helped us to understand ourselves and our children and vice versa. Even after 25 years, we sometimes relate to one another in an Enneagram conversation. So what is the Enneagram? The Enneagram is an ancient tool of wisdom. Some of the ancient mystery schools of Greece and Mesopotamia mentioned the Enneagram. There's also evidence that the Enneagram was part of the Sufi tradition. It's also rooted in mathematical laws and patterns, which I love being a mathematician myself. There are nine stop, stopping points on the Enneagram circle. By the way, Ennea means nine in Greek. Each of the points is related to one another on the circle and we can learn from each of the Ennea points. We gravitate to one of the Ennea points, but are influenced by other points, depending on whether we are open to growth or we're regressing and hiding out. Some people use the Enneagram only on a surface level as a psychological tool to understand personality types, much like the Myers-Briggs type indicator. For me, the real richness of the Enneagram is to take it to a deeper level where we begin to look at why I developed my particular persona in the first place, 
what are my blind spots? How do I recognize when I'm living unconsciously? How do I wake up and discover my true essence in my any point? What can I learn from the other spaces around the circle? And then how do I continue to live my authentic self without judging my personality, my persona, my mask? Right now, I'm nearing the end of my 10-week Enneagram program. Let me walk you through how we are exploring each of the Ennea spaces. My overall approach is the ABC, um, awareness, beliefs, and curiosity. We begin exploring each Ennea space with awareness. What is the center of knowing for each Ennea space? Is it our body knowing, our heart knowing, or our mind? What is the perspective of the Ennea space? What is the focus of attention of each Ennea space? As we become more aware, we begin to look at our beliefs. These are recognized as the patterns that we engage in in our lives, the blind spots that we don't know that we don't know, and the pain or passion of the Ennea space. As we move from beliefs to curiosity, we begin to cultivate and explore the movement of growth for the Ennea space, both in its wings and in the lines of growth. We can learn from each of the Ennea space, but there are some spaces that are more connected to our own space. This is done in a stance of curiosity as it leaves us open to the possibility of growth. When we judge our behaviors, blind spots and shadow, we shut ourselves off. Our brain shuts down as we've made a conclusion. Our brain loves conclusions because it means the work is done. So curiosity is essential for the path to transformation. When we look at how we would show up in the world, when we move from our shadow self to the high side, that's what we do next. We discover our superpower and we're able to get in touch with our deepest desires. We are waking up. The Enneagram can continue to reawaken and deepen our sense of our true self. It is like a spiral. It is certainly not linear. On a personal note, when my son had a psychotic break 20 years ago, I went to sleep. I did not want to feel the pain and loss. Every so often I would surface and wake up, but the pain was intense. And don't get me wrong, I was asleep to myself. I wasn't asleep to the world around me. I worked, I took care of my family. I did what I needed to do, but I was losing touch with my essence. Every so often I would surface and wake up. And as I said, the pain was intense. And so I, as an NES seven, I, I, I avoid pain. And when I do, I miss out on a lot of life. I worked hard over those years to leave guilt behind, to let my son lead his own life, to make his own choices. But it was painful when he would not choose the healthier path. With the wisdom of the Enneagram, I know that my center of intelligence is my mind. And I'm clairvoyant, which also keeps me in my head. I'm comfortable with my body gut intelligence, but I've paid less attention to my heart in my life. So that is an area of growth for me at this time in my life. Because I know that my heart has broken because of watching the pain of my son's life. So why do I tell you this? I tell you this because the Enneagram has been a tool of growth and healing for me. It has helped me face my shadow and challenges me to stay awake and to be true to my essence. Perhaps it could be a tool that will guide you on your journey as well. There are many books and websites that are available to learn about the Enneagram. I recommend a book called The Enneagram Made Easy by Renee Barron and Elizabeth Waggle, W-A-G-E-L-E. -E. You can easily find it in the bookstores. 
it's a good place to start if you're interested in knowing more with, without being overwhelmed by all of the details. I hope you will enjoy me again. I will be reviewing Bradley Nelson's book, The Emotion Code, um, which is really about our heart center. So it, it's, very, um, it, it's very timely for me to have found that book. Um, as I continue to work with the E of the ABCs of wisdom, also, I will do another episode on the Enneagram after that with a colleague and good friend who has also been using the Enneagram for many years as a coach and consultant. And we'll just have a conversation about how um, she has used the Enneagram both, both, both personally and professionally. So until next time, enjoy the journey.